Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. Mondays mean the great EJ Raddick from NHL Now on the NHL Network between the hours of 4 and 6. Got to spend an extended period of time with him at the Ranger-Ottawa game. It was great to see you, buddy. Yeah, yeah it was great to see you. It was good. It was, and it was an interesting night. You know, to see uh, Patrick Kane's first appearance with the Rangers. And, you know, they're playing a little short right now. And not surprisingly, he's trying to kind of figure out his place within the group. But, uh, you know, the Ottawa Senators were kind of fascinating to watch because they've won five in a row. They've outscored their opponents 27-10 to 10 in that stretch. I think there's something like 12-3-1 uh, and one in their last 16, and they're making a push. So it was interesting to watch them because I was really impressed by the Senators. So when you take a look at those teams that are battling for those those spots, Islanders, Penguins, of course you've got uh, the the Senators, the Sabers. I guess the Red Wings are kind of cooked now. They've played awful Pan- over the last Panthers. week or so. Panthers. I mean, yeah. so how do you think it's going to shake out there? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think it's like the teams that are in front now. You have to favor them, even though you know there's there's twenty. I mean. What is it? So twenty or so games. Some teams have a little less than that. Um, you know, I think the schedule is favorable to Pittsburgh in terms of home games. So uh, you know, the Otters and Penguins have a big game coming up this week. So that's an important game. Amongst those two teams, I guess the teams behind them will be rooting for a game that ends in regulation, so nobody gets any extra points. But mm-hmm. uh, I would favor the Islanders and Penguins just because you know they've experienced. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's got Jari back, and they've been playing a little better of late. The Otters have good goal pending, and they seem to have been finding ways to win. But all that said, Ottawa is a real wild card right now because they're playing terrific hockey. You go back, you go back to, I think, December 1st. Ottawa's like the eighth best team in the league, points percentage-wise. So they've been playing well for a while, uh, and even that was through a stretch where they had to play like their fourth and fifth goalies in their organization. And now they've got Jacob Chikrin added to the mix. They've got a top line of, of Stutzla with uh, Brady Kachuk, who's an absolute beast, and uh, Clojure that may be one of the best lines in the league right now. Right. So, you know, they're, they're going to be pushing. Now, their schedule isn't as favorable. They've got a no. road trip starting tonight, tonight in Chicago. Yeah, and they've got a bunch of road games coming up, so we'll see. Florida's got a lot of home games. They've got some guys back in the lineup. They had a good win against Pittsburgh the other night. So it's, it's, it's going to be a scramble down the stretch, but I guess, you know, I'd have to say the teams that are in those spots now, you'd have to favor them just because they have a couple of points yeah. advantage and in some cases have a schedule advantage. Yeah, Ottawa's got the game in Chicago tonight. Then they go out to the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, just to come home to play Colorado, Toronto, then back on the road against yeah. Pittsburgh and Boston, and then Tampa, New yeah. Jersey. Like They are going to go from a span 
of you know from Chicago to Florida where they're going to be playing. The only te- non-playoff team they will play is Vancouver and Calgary, but you know how it is going out to Western Canada. So yeah. that's probably yeah. going to be the biggest obstacle for Ottawa right now. The hottest team win one five in a row, finding ways to win should be able to win tonight, considering where how they're playing. But it's going to be tough for the, for the best teams to be able to navigate through a schedule like that. That's right. It's the, that's the thing that works against them. It's like you know they they talk a lot of times not about well they have games in hand. Well, games in hand are great if a you win them right. And and the problem with games in hand is that you're playing a lot of games in a short period of time. And in, in Ottawa's case, they're doing a lot of traveling. So, I mean, it's uh, it's, it's a little bit of a, I would say it's a bear of a schedule. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, Buffalo's kind of in a similar situation. they got a, they got a bunch of games, you know, coming down the stretch. Theirs are a little bit more spread out. They don't have a West Coast, long West Coast trip. Uh, Buffalo and Ottawa play. Uh, it's the last game of the year for Ottawa. It's the second to last game of the year for Buffalo. Is I believe they have a, like one of these snow games, makeup games that was pushed into the very last day of the season on April 14th. So it's going to be a heck of a ride over the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know who gets there, and I'm not even going to rule out the Washington Capitals, even though they made all those changes because you know that's a veteran group and. You just never know. If other teams stumble, I, you know, the Washington Capitals, uh, Peter Laviolette does a good job kind of uh, rallying his troops. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens over the next several weeks. You know, and as the Rangers try to get their sea legs, they're in the midst of, a, of four days off before they play three games and four nights in Montreal, Buffalo, and then ultimately in Pittsburgh, that it seemed like a fait accompli that the Rangers were not any threat to drop to the wild card. Now, the, the Panthers did beat the Penguins on Saturday, so the Rangers caught a break there. And there's an eight-point separation, but Pittsburgh does have a game in hand, EJ, and three games with the Rangers in about an eight-day span. So can you rule out the possibility of the Penguins that could maybe catch the Rangers? Well, I don't think you rule it out, but I don't think it's likely. Um, I think the Rangers have enough of a cushion, and the Penguins haven't been exactly playing like a house on fire themselves. I mean, they've played a little bit better of late. Prior to that, they had a nasty stretch. I mean, the media and the fans were not happy with Ron Hextall and the run-up to the trade deadline. In fact, some of the moves they did make it were a little bit puzzling, but, uh, you know, Tristan Jari's back. And playing well, so that's the key for the for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I mean, for the Penguins, I look at their schedule here. Uh, I count up one, two, three back to backs, and so those are situations where they would they might want to have Casey DeSmith play in one of those games. Uh, two of those back to backs uh, include the Philadelphia Flyers, so those are games that Casey DeSmith could play. I mean, I think it's really important for Jari to be playing and to be playing well. But I think this this little stretch off for the Rangers is really helpful. I talked to yeah. Ryder after the game on uh, Thursday night, and he said, "Hey, just look at look. We got we're playing short right now. We've had a lot of things happen. It's been a weird week or so. We got to get through Saturday against Boston, and then we've got some time off to kind of get ourselves together. Everybody can kind of figure things out. We can have some practice time, and then they've got one more game where they have to play short against Montreal. Then they get their full roster back. You know, hopefully." Then they go to Buffalo to play the Sabres on the following day against the Penguins. So we'll see. I think those days off will be good for the Rangers, and I I, I don't imagine that the Penguins are going to catch them. So you, you'll think they be, they'll be light against Montreal? I think they have to be one more because Miller is still suspended, right? No, Miller's Miller's last game was the Boston game. Okay, so which games did he miss? 
He got suspended against the Kings, so he yeah. sat Philadelphia, Ottawa, oh, and Boston. Flyers. That's right. There you go. Okay. I stand corrected. So they might be full then for Montreal, which is good. I mean, that's I, the key, is to have a full roster. I mean, it's, it's one thing to play with five defensemen, but missing Lingren and um, and Miller, those are not insignificant pieces. And yeah. plus, you know, playing yeah. with now, five let defensemen. Ask, let, let me ask you this, though. Now, with I guess with Miller back, they can have an emergency call-up for Lingren then, correct? If he does not play. Well, they wouldn't. Ha- yeah. Well, they they, they would be. They wouldn't need it because Miller would be the sixth okay. guy. Okay. Because they were playing without Lingren and Miller, so you've got Harper there. This situation, this situation is not really one that we see every day. No. So uh, yeah, so that's good to get Miller back, and so as long as they're full, that gives them a better chance, and we'll see how things go down the stretch. But I think they need. I guess the bottom line is they need these few days off. I think to get settled for Kane to get settled. Yeah, got some practice time, and uh, I'll be I'll be curious to see what we see in these next couple of games. And, and it looks like if you're trying to see a scenario in which the Rangers and Devils don't play in the first round, I guess what you're hoping for is the Devils to catch Carolina, which is another realm of possibility. They're two points back of the Hurricanes. Hurricanes do have a game in hand, but other than that, it probably looked like that would be the only scenario in which the Rangers and Devils don't play. Yeah. Yeah, that would be it, and uh, I think that's a possibility. Although, you know, you watch Carolina just beat up on Tampa. Oh my God! You're, you're not imagining that anybody's catching them. But listen, it's two points, and uh, you know, I'm sure that Carolina is not quite as good as they looked on uh, on Sunday afternoon, and Tampa's probably not quite as bad. It's just one of those things that happens, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens down the stretch. But but, Carl, but Carolina's got a terrific team, and the thing that's that's is really interesting for them now is uh, Kokiniemi is turned it up a notch, and that was the thing that we're worried about with Carolina is do they have a second center? And the feeling was that Kokiniemi was not ready to really take on that role. It just needs a little more time. But over the last several weeks, been on a line with Teravainen and Marty Natchez, and I don't think in their last eight or nine games since that line came together, they've allowed a goal again to even strength. And they had a big day yesterday in Carolina and a hat trick. Kokinemi had five points. So if that if that line becomes a force and Carolina's a little bit more sturdy down the middle behind Aho, now all of a sudden they're a little bit of a different proposition. So uh, there's some, that's something to keep an eye on. I mean, to me, Kokinemi yeah. is the key. If, if he plays well and can handle that role, now, all of a sudden, the Carolina Hurricanes are a little bit of a different animal. And what about Tampa? I mean, they only had two wins in their last 10, and just doing the quick math, they've allowed 27 goals in the last six games. Yeah, they've been bad. And and, and worse uh, worse than that is that uh, Victor had been left the game yesterday. He went down, he was kind of twisted around and, and kind of fell backwards. It looked like it was something. It looked like he aggravated something that was already bothering him. It didn't look like it was something that was a new injury. Not that I'm a medical expert here, but that's just the way it appeared to me. But he he helped off, came back on. I think he even played one more shift, and then he went to the room and he did not return. So to me, Victor Edmund is such a huge piece of the puzzle. I know that Tampa has played without players like Kucherov and Stamkos and Point in the past and been still been able to be successful, but 
playing without a forward and playing without your number one defenseman and someone who plays in all situations for you is, I think, are really two different things. Mm-hmm. And if Victor Hedman were to be out for an extended period of time, you know, that's a big problem. First half of eight team that, like the Rangers and like a lot of teams, you know, it's capped out. I mean, and the trade deadline is passed. You're not asking, you're not going to be able to acquire anyone else. Um, so, tough spot if, if he's out of the lineup and, you know, they just have not looked good. And now uh, we'll see. They get to go home and play the Philadelphia Flyers. I think it's a four-game homestand. Philly, Vegas, Chicago, Winnipeg. Yeah. We'll see where they are after that. But right, I'll tell you right now, they look like uh, a team that's struggling. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Getting back to the deadline, the Devils get Timo Meyer scores in his debut last night in the uh, 5-4 overtime victory against Arizona. They got to clean some things up with their goaltending, allowing a little bit too many goals. But you know, they, you make a Meyer deal because you want to make a run, right? I mean, they were they've solidified a playoff spot already. Same thing with the Rangers. You you acquire Kane, who can walk at the end of the year because you want to make a run. And these two teams are going to probably face each other in the first round. You know, so it's it's scary that it could all be done in one round. Like none of these guys didn't make these deals to solidify a playoff spot. They already did that. They did it to make a run. So it's kind of scary for general managers when you make these moves, EJ, and you know that it could only be good for a handful of games in the first round. Yeah, I mean the good news for the Devils in that regard is that they're adding a player that they I think they're gonna be able to sign long term. Okay. So you know, so that's, yeah, you lose this year, but Timo Meyer figures to be a piece of the devil for many years to come. The Rangers acquired a player, and a couple of players, and Tarasenko and Kane. We don't know if they're going to be able to keep those players. You'd say probably not, but, you know, who knows what they decide to do with their roster if they decide to make any moves. Um, so I think it's a little bit more fraught for the Rangers in that regard in terms of those acquisitions. But... Listen, it's, it, we've seen this. We've seen this movie before. It's a it's a seven game series in NHL playoffs. I mean, I I don't. If I'm the Devils, I don't fear playing the Rangers. I think they're comfortable playing against them. I think right. the matchup isn't bad for them. Um, that said, the Rangers have a terrific roster. They got 20 games to kind of figure things out down the stretch in terms of their new players. If the ring, if everyone is fitting. And guys are playing well, and Shesterkin is is playing the way we expect them to be able to play. I mean, the Rangers are going to be a hard team to beat, but the Devils can intimidate with speed. And the question will be: Can the Rangers manage the Devils' speed and also kind of pin them in and, and get a little bit physical with them and 
and keep them in their end and, and make it hard, bottle them up a little bit. That will be, mm-hmm. you know, that'll be the key. So you're right. I mean, but look at the same thing in Toronto and Tampa. They made moves. They're going to play in the first round. One of them's going to be gone. So it's a similar story there. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah. as much as I hate to see the Rangers and Devils have to play each other and have you know, and one will be eliminated, I'd like to see them maybe meet later in the playoffs. As much as you know, you'd like to see them move along. Be a hell of a two weeks in in the New York area for the Rangers and Devils fans because uh, the Devils are a good team, and some of the Rangers that'd be a hell of a series. You know, out west. I know our producer, Anthony Pusick, has got some money on the Oilers coming out of the West. I like the Oilers, too. Dynamic. But they they play these track meets in the regular season. I mean, can it translate to the postseason? I mean, they're fun to watch. They're the one team that I would, you know, pay money to watch. If there was, like, pay-per-view, I'm, I'm plopping 10 bucks to sit down and watch an Oiler game. You're going to be absolutely entertained. But will it translate to the postseason, EJ? You don't win games 7-5 in the postseason. Well, we'll find out. I mean, the West is a little different than the East. The Oilers did go to the conference final last year. I mean, the biggest thing for the Oilers to me is the goaltending because they're going to hold up. I mean, that's how they lost the other night when I, they lost to Winnipeg with 7-5 and goaltending wasn't great. And, uh, you know, you just couldn't overcome that. So I, I think they have the front end of their team is dynamic for sure. They're top six when everybody's in and Kane is in and Einan and Eugene Hopkins and that group with McDavid and Dreisaitl. I mean, I don't know if you find a better top six in hockey. Uh, the defense, uh, they added Matthias Ekholm. They hope he's going to be a helpful piece for them on the back end, help him defend a little bit better. Um, you know, I think they've had stretches this year when they've played very, very well. They have the they have the nuclear option, right? They have the game and they have Dreisaitl. They have guys that can, yeah. that can kill you and can score in any circumstance. They have a great power play. It's a historically great power play this year. They even made a change to have moved out Tyson Berry, who was running the top of the power play. They've got Bouchard coming in as a kid there. That uh, They're going to give him more responsibility to be the guy. So we'll keep an eye on that. doesn't seem like it's been a problem in the early returns. So uh, the West is kind of wide open, Danny. I mean, I, I can make a case for almost anybody in the West. So, yeah. You know, especially in the Pacific Division, right? I mean, it's, I, I think that the Kings, well, last year the Kings and Oilers played, and it was a seven-game series, and the Oilers found a way to win it. Now, I thought the difference was that the Kings were missing Dowdy, and they weren't as deep offensively. They're deeper this year. They're a better team this year. They just added a goalie. They just added another good left-shot defenseman. I mean, if the Kings and the Oilers meet this year, that's going to be a really good series because it's, it's like a chess match watching watching Deneau and Kopitar go up against McDavid and Dreisaitl on that group. You know, it's a matchup challenge. And it'll mm-hmm. come down to, what does it always come down to? Which goalie kind of gives their team a better chance to win? So I think the West is, is kind of wide open. Even Colorado, who I like when everybody's healthy still, the defending champs. Last couple of games haven't been so great for them. No. And, you know, Seattle had them on their heels last night. And Seattle had the boy in the game in overtime. So um, the West is kind of really, really wide open right now to me. And Minnesota's interesting. You know, you, you, they Kaprizov is a star. They've won four in a row. They've eight, one, and one in their last ten. They're kind of quiet, but they still have a chance to win the Pacific. They, they still have a chance to catch Dallas, then win the Central Division. They're they're an interesting team. 
I like them more now than I liked them at the start of the season, for sure, for a couple of reasons. I think that the kid, uh, Gustafson, has played really well in goal, and that's been a difference maker for them. He's been really good, better than Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, if you ask me now, if the playoffs are starting today, he's probably in net. And I really liked the, I liked their acquisitions because, they, you know, they were kind of – they were quite quiet acquisitions, but veteran guys that can help their team. And I really like picking up John Klingberg. They got him for a really, you know, 20 cents on the dollar. And John Klingberg's a guy that can help you from the blue line. He's, uh, he's long, he's lanky, he's got good offensive skills. And it's an upgrade on a guy like Caden Addison, who is, who is not as big and not as, uh, and not as offensively gifted as, as John Klingberg. So I think Billy Guerin did a nice, did a nice job there because he understands he could only take guys with expiring contracts because they have a lot of dead money moving forward next year. Next year is a different animal. He's kind of tried to load up as best he could with uh, extra players for his group. I think they're going to be, uh, I think Minnesota, you're right. I think Minnesota is a, a team to watch as well as, you know, again, if, if the kidding goal plays well or if it, they turn back to Flurry, I mean, they're, they're a team that could be a hard out. I mean, Colorado is the whole wild card in that whole thing because Colorado, when they're playing the way they can play, and, and they even had Landeskog all year long, is like they just come at you in waves. They've got that big engine on the back end. But watching the last couple of games, it's been a struggle for them too. So, uh, you know, I, it's going to be a fun playoff this year because outside of Boston – Right, I think there's a lot of question marks and yeah. a lot of teams that probably feel like with the right set of circumstances they could make a move. And then there's Boston. Ten straight wins. <laughs> I mean, we've been through this yeah. before. EJ doing NHL Live back in the day. I remember Ottawa got off to a great start. Wasn't that long ago. Tampa got that amazing regular season only to get swept by Columbus in the first round. But this one's hitting a little different for me. I mean, this is historically good. They're on pace to be the greatest regular season team ever. And that plus goal differential is scary. Plus 105. Carolina's second at plus 57. I mean, you can't even make yeah. that up. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... They've been impressive. There's no, there's no getting around it. And uh, you know, unfortunately, that Taylor Hall has, is injured now, so I don't, you don't know how that's going to impact them moving forward. But like everything this year, it happened at the right time for the Bruins because they were able to go out and add Tyler Bertuzzi to the mix. And who knows? Maybe in a playoff series, he's an upgrade. So they've added him. Dmitry Orlov has come in and looked like Dmitry Orlov. Wow. I mean, he's been, yeah, that's what they're calling him. Playing doesn't matter who he plays with. He's been he's been lights out good almost two points a game since he's been there. So I like the addition of Hathaway. as a tough uh, kind of fourth-line player that adds a little bit more grit to their group. Linus Olmark, I mean, they've got two goalies playing well, so I always hate to undersell Jeremy Swayman, but Linus Olmark, I mean, I think you saw it again Saturday. I mean, like, he makes a lot of big saves for the Bruins. It's not like he's sitting back there and the Bruins are just dominating the whole game. He makes a lot of saves that keeps the Bruins right in these games, and uh, he is... Leads the league in wins, save percentage, uh, goals against average, and goals by a goal. So he, he leads the league in everything for goalies this year. He's been unbelievable. No, it's, it's just a really terrific hockey team. Should be a lot of fun to see what happens with them and who plays them. Because they could end up playing Ottawa in the first round. Ottawa's actually beat them a couple of times in the regular season. And Ottawa, like I told you, a dangerous team. They got, uh, you know, if... They just have a lot of really good young players in Ottawa, and they're coming together. And I'll tell you what, if they get in the playoffs, you know, I I, I just wouldn't want to play them because they have not, they'd have almost they'd have nothing to lose. And Brady right. is, is a force. 
So let me, uh, let me yeah. ask you this before we go. As much as we would love to see like these upsets, like Boston have this unbelievable season, yeah. and Ottawa would have beat them. As fun as that would kind of be, it, it you know, you almost don't want to see it. And it, like when you see it, and I listen, I'm no Bruins fan, obviously. I mean, I cover the Rangers. I want to see them make a run and all that. But when you see something this historic, you almost to justify the regular season, you'd like to see some kind of a run out of them, right? Because that would be the feeling, like, why, why, why do I get caught up in these 82 games? It really doesn't mean anything. You know, so yeah. how, how do you how do you fall on it? Would you be thrilled to see that kind of an upset, or would there be a part of you disappointed that the postseason didn't honor the dominance of the regular season? I think a part of it would I, part of it would be disappointing, but it would have, it, like always, it would have to depend on how things unfolded, right? I mean, if the Bruins ended up having the, the bad fortune of having some significant injuries or issues down the stretch, which made them a different group, then that changes the dynamic, right? I mean, that's the problem. You know, it's a long season, and it's timing, and, you know, everything has kind of fallen into place for the Bruins this year. You know, if they got some key injuries down the stretch, even that year Tampa was so good and they lost, I mean, people overlooked the fact that Hedman was not the same player in the last two weeks of the season in the playoffs. He had a lot of issues physically. So did Braden Point. I mean, that was just not the same group. And then give Columbus credit. They came and played very well. So if Boston, you know, can stay, can stay healthy over these next couple of weeks and, and be hitting their stride come April 18th when all this starts, uh, you know, I, I'd be hard-pressed to think anybody's going to beat them. But you're right. I, I do think, I mean, they played so well this year. You'd certainly hate to see them. We'll go out in the first round and just be like, boy, that was, you know, that was such a tremendous difference of a regular season to a playoff right. run. But yeah, I mean, it's just, but that's the way it goes. I mean, we've seen it, so we'll see how it plays out. I think the Boston Bruins will be ready for the challenge if they're healthy, and that's the key. As, hell, well, as I always say, it, Donnie, matchups and injuries are the key. So uh, the Bruins, they're healthy, they're going to be a bear for anybody they play. EJ, always a pleasure. Great hanging out with you back on Thursday, and I will talk to you next week. You got it, my friend. All right, that's the great EJ Raddick. Check him out on NHL Now, 4 to 6 Eastern time on the NHL Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Take a look at the schedule tonight. Six games. Jets home for the Sharks. Jets right now have that final playoff spot in the West. Oilers and the Sabres, two good young teams going at each other. Buffalo trying to climb back into this thing. They sit three points back of Pittsburgh with a game in hand. So tonight's the game in hand. So they can draw within one point of a playoff spot with a victory at home against the Oilers. Flames desperate. They're, they're, they are got leapfrogged over by Nashville as they sit now two, um, two teams. They have to climb over Nashville just to be able to get to a possible spot 
in the uh, postseason as Nashville has now taken over um, that third spot in the wild card. So they sit with 68 points as they are six back of Winnipeg. Calgary now sitting seven points back, so they almost have to win every day. And Dallas trying to hold off uh, Minnesota in the Central Division. We talked about the Senators in Chicago to take on the Blackhawks. Start of a five-game road trip for Ottawa, and this is the one you got to get because you're going to have to go out to the Western Canada throw Seattle in there as well so points are gonna be tough to come by got to get one tonight see if Nashville can't close the gap they'll be in Vancouver to take on the Canucks and the Kings and the Washington Capitals in LA so we'll be back with you again on Wednesday we'll take your um, social media your tweets at that time at Don LaGreca hashtag game misconduct that's the way to get in touch with me thanks to EJ Raddick thanks to Anthony Pusick we'll talk to you again on Wednesday this was the Friday edition of game misconduct This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.